Hello and welcome to Inside the Admissions Office, your one-stop shop for expert advice on the smart way to get in. My name is Kayla and each episode I'll bring you an interview with a former admissions officer, a graduate of a top college, or an admissions expert. These interviews will take you inside the admissions office and will be full of behind-the-scenes knowledge, first-hand experiences, and application tips that will help you get into your dream school. This week, we're joined by Mariana Apostolakis, a graduate coach and graduate of Smith College, to talk about creating your college application. Hi, Mariana. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be doing this. So, Mariana, you are a graduate coach here at Ingenious Prep, so you have counseled and worked with a ton of students as they create their applications and earlier in high school as they get ready for college. So, when you counsel a student at Ingenious Prep as they create their college applications and go through that process, um, what does that whole process look like? I think it's such an exciting process. Um, We get to work with students on absolutely everything from planning who's going to write their teacher letter of recommendations to working with them on the personal narratives, um, working with them to craft an activity list and drafting an entire school list. I think when a lot of people think about the college application process, especially as students or parents, the first thing they think about is how it's stressful. But I actually think it's a really fun and exciting time. You're getting to work with students to build this entire story, right? This entire persona of everything that they've worked on in high school and who they're going to be on a college campus and what they're going to do even in the years beyond that. So it's a really, I think, exciting and energetic process for both me and students. Um, And there are a lot of different things that go into that. So students usually um, work on a ton of different things with us. I tend to start by doing an assessment of their transcript and test scores. I like to see what we're starting with. Um, And I'll also look at their resume if they have one as well to see what they've been doing in terms of their extracurricular involvement for the past four years or so. Um, After that, I think it's really between me and a former admissions officer to think strategically about what type of school is going to be the best option for them. Um, what kind of academic interests they're circling towards, what a potential major choice would be, and think um, in terms of what kind of story we're going to tell with that application. So I think there's a lot of strategy and planning in the first kind of initial stage um, of trying to create this bigger picture of what the entire application is going to look like as a whole. For the pieces that go into that, We'll usually start with the activity list. I think that's one of the easier things to start doing with students because it's not quite as personal. Um, So it's a good starting place to kind of get some ground in and make sure they're able to make a lot of progress on that. The next thing that I usually have them tackle is asking for letters of recommendation if they haven't done so already. Um, I'll usually work with a student to create a testing plan to see if they need to retake any tests or if there's anything that we're missing from them or they need for the top schools that they're looking at. Um, And then it's time to dive into a personal statement, which I think is one of my favorite things to work on. I think students can get really nervous about it, but I think it's actually a really cool time of like growth and reflection for them. Um, A lot of times when I'm working with students on the personal statement, I'm asking these kinds of deep questions that they haven't really thought about before and often get the feedback that this is the first time that they're kind of reflecting on something or thinking critically about 
an important experience that they've had. Um, so we usually start with the personal statement um, after we've been working for a couple of weeks or so. And then we'll just keep moving from there in terms of supplemental essays and building the school list and planning for early action and early decision options. Right. Yeah, I really like how you talk about it as kind of an energetic process. I definitely think it's really cool that students get to look back on their four years of high school. And it's really a reflection time of, wow, this is all I've accomplished in the past four years. And it really is a lot. And yeah, I think that's just great knowledge for anyone to have, even if you're not going to work with a counselor of knowing here's some steps that other students take and the order that they go in on working on all of those application components, because there really are a lot of different moving parts. So I think it's interesting to hear kind of your take on what order you go in and what you strategize and what you work on first, just for any student to think about if that's the order that they should work in. So you've worked with a lot of different students in this way, and some of them have been accepted to amazing schools like UPenn, Princeton, Cornell, Rice. So can you tell me what was different about these students, and was there something special about them that really stood out that you thought, wow, this is really what got them into this great school? Yeah, I think when I think about kind of the top students that I've worked with and the cases that have been the most rewarding, I think the thing that stands out for me is that they're all engaged, right? And that comes across in every single aspect of their life. You can see that they're engaged in the classroom and they're doing really well at school. You can see that they're engaged in their communities and they're taking a lot of different leadership initiatives and making sure that they're making an impact in some type of way. You can see that they're engaged in the application process and they're continually doing work on it um, and kind of approaching it with this really positive, upbeat attitude. And I think they're also engaged in like learning and listening to other people. So it comes across in a lot of different ways, but I think the top students that I've worked with who have been most successful are the ones who um, are still open to learning from others and are finding the ways to be engaged in everything that they're doing. Right. Those really passionate students that really love what they're doing and are willing to kind of put their all into everything, including their application. So if there are students right now applying or have a couple years left and they're hoping to get into some of those top schools, what are something um, that they should keep in mind or advice that you would give them on kind of getting a competitive edge in the admissions process? Put a lot of work into your applications. I usually tell my students that it's going to be the equivalent of like taking another AP course at high school and that's kind of the standard that I expect them to work to. Um, if you're a student that's currently in the cycle and that's working to apply now, I think the best thing that you can do is start actively self-reflecting on who you are and what your story is. I think the most impactful thing you can do with your application is make sure that there's a clear narrative of like, who you are, what you've done, and where you're going to go with it. And I think the students that are able to do that best are the students who have actually invested the time in reflecting about what's important to them and like what kind of impact or change they hope to make in the world. Um, it sounds silly, but usually when I'm working with like sophomores or junior students, I have them keep like a weekly reflection journal. Um, it's a practice that most of them aren't used to, but I think it can set them up for success early so they're actively thinking about like what they're doing and they're reflecting on the processes that they're going through and 
thinking consciously about like how that's going to impact their future. So the, by the time they start working on their college applications, they have a very strong sense of self and they have a strong idea of like how that's going to translate into a college major or a college choice. Um, I think the other thing that is pretty noticeable for top students is they're open to other people's feedback and support, but they're also um, working with a strong sense of like what's going to be a good fit for them, right? So a student that might get into Yale REA isn't necessarily going to be the same student that's going to get into Columbia ED. So sometimes it just really comes down to having a strong understanding of who you are and what you're looking for. Um, because making sure that the entirety of your application and the entirety of where you're applying strategically matches that is so, so critical in the process. Um, I think it's really frustrating and kind of sad for me when I see a student that's kind of not putting that time to reflect on their experiences and reflect on what they want and is kind of going for a school option that isn't the best fit for them because I know that they would have a better chance at the same tier of school if they just went for like a different IV. Um, so I think the biggest thing you can do is if you're in the process of applying right now is make sure that you're setting that time for yourself to actually reflect on what you're looking for, what you want, and what's going to make the most sense in terms of your context. Right, because this is an application that's all about you. All of the writing you're doing, it's all about you. And so, you know, if you don't know what you want, if you haven't taken time to reflect on what you've done, it's going to be a lot harder to fill those out. Yeah, absolutely. So a big part of your job, and you've mentioned this now about choosing the right school and making sure students know what the right fit is for them, a big part of your job is helping students create this school list. Um, so how do you help students go through this process? It, it really depends on the student. It depends on their understanding of um, universities and colleges. I know that when I was in the process of applying to colleges, I had one parent who was a US citizen and one parent who wasn't. It was actually educated in a different country. So it was it was tough for me to like have kind of that insider sense of like what each school is good for, what school is going to be the right fit for me because my parents weren't necessarily able to have that conversation. So when I was in high school, I did a lot of school research. I visited 30 different campuses. Wow. I would go with friends um, or go with groups or go on my own because I really wanted to make sure that I knew each school exceptionally well so I could better understand what was going to be a good fit for me. So it's a process that I take pretty seriously. Um, I always kind of pitch it to students as like, it's really cool to research like where you're going to get to go for the next four years. Like I know that when I was in high school, I'd, the first thing I would do was like look up the curriculum. Like I would look at a list or schedule of college courses and pick out exactly like if I were a student here, like what classes would I want to take? And if I found a school where I wanted to take more classes than I could in the amount of time to graduate, then that's how I knew it was probably going to be like a really good fit for me. Um, so in terms of helping students through that process, I usually start by offering them like a pretty targeted list of recommendations on like what I think is going to be a good fit for them based on their interests and profile. Um, but then when I ask them to do research, I want them to look at a bunch of different things. I want them to look at the actual college's website. I want them to look at the specific curriculum. I ask my students to kind of look at the nitty gritty of like, how the curriculum is structured and like what kind of classes they're going to take inside their major and outside of their major. Um, 
because I think it's something that students don't always necessarily think about, but then when they do the research, they'll come to me and be like, oh my God, I didn't realize that I couldn't take this many electives and it's going to be really structured and I would really hate this. I'll be like, yeah, I know. That's why you're doing research. Um, so you usually have them look at the website for an academic sense. Um, for more of like a social understanding of a school, I'll have them talk to an alum if I can. Um, I'll also usually have them read like the school's entry on the FIS guide. I have like a 2019 PDF that I share with all my kids because I think they should all read it. Um, I really, really want to make sure that they're exceptionally familiar with the schools that they're applying to. Um, especially because like that's where you're going to be like studying, like living, eating, sleeping for the next four years. Like you want to be happy and you want to be comfortable on campus. Yeah, you want all parts of your experience yeah. to fit you, academics and otherwise. So we've kind of um, gotten to this a little bit with um, some maybe mistakes that you've seen students make or um, mistakes that you would warn other students to try to avoid when making their school list. Yeah, I think, I mean, the biggest thing that I think I've kind of mentioned so far is really going for fit, like thinking strategically about what is going to be the best option for you, like what's going to make you happy on campus. And I think that's a mix of academic and extracurricular options. Like you want to make sure that, you know, if Frisbee is everything that you do outside of the classroom, like you want to have the opportunity to keep doing that. Um, I think in terms of common mistakes, I think I see a lot of students that are coming to me with a school list that is very like reach heavy. They're not really looking for good target or safety options, um, which is really unfortunate because I think a lot of times students will overlook a school that doesn't match their idea of like the type of college they should be going for, but they're actually overlooking potential programs or opportunities that could be an amazing fit for them. Um, so making sure that you have a balanced school list is really, really important. Um, I just had that conversation with a student the other day. Um, he's looking at teacher certification programs. He was a little bit hesitant to apply to some safety schools, and we found like an amazing option that had a five-year like combined bachelor's and master's program that he now is incredibly psyched about. Um, so I think that's one common mistake. I think the other one is like trying to put your eggs in too many baskets. Um, so I think the best thing you can do is like really be particular about the schools that you're applying to. Um, you don't kind of just want to do this widespread approach where you're applying to every single Ivy League. Like you want to think consciously about which is going to be the most excited for you. Like where are you going to stand out as a candidate? Where are you going to be someone that's really exciting in a pool of students? Um, where's the campus that you can make an impact or make a difference as a student and like put all your eggs in that basket focus on that make sure you're writing a good strong application for that school um, because when you kind of divide and conquer like you're putting your energy in a million different directions but not all of them are going to pay off in terms of the risk that you're taking right and you also don't want to be applying to a school just because it's an ivy league when if you got accepted you wouldn't really be excited to go yeah. there you don't want to spread yourself that thin where you're just casting that net of hoping to get in anywhere. You really want to be mindful about the process. Definitely. So we've also talked about the other really big part of the application, which is the essays. So personal statements, supplemental essays. What would your advice be to students 
or brainstorming the right topic, which I think is a huge stressor for a lot of students. Yeah, I think that students kind of approach this and a lot of times their parents are telling them to approach it from this angle of like, what have I done that's the most impressive? Um, and I think from the counseling perspective and inside the admissions office, that's one of the things that I think is actually the most boring essay to read. I think the best essays to read are the ones that are funny, are self-aware, are mature, show growth and transformation. So my brainstorming question for every student that I work with is like, think about an experience that you had that changed you and one that challenged you. Talk to me about those ideas. Because when you talk about something that you're already excelling in, you're talking about an area where you don't have room for further growth, right? It's something that you've already accomplished, you've done well, and it's kind of the end of the story. I would much rather see an essay um, that's dealing with a heavier topic or something that a student has had to navigate through or has changed in some way because of this experience. I think that those are often like so much more compelling to read and they're also incredibly distinct, right? Because what happens when you write the essay that is a little bit cliche, like, you know, I was nervous about the sports game or I was nervous about the speech, I did it and I was really successful. Um, is that you could really take the name off and it would apply to probably hundreds of students. When you talk about an experience that has changed you, that's almost always a unique story. That's how you get to the essays that are going to be the only essay in the pool that year dealing with that particular topic because it's something that is so deeply personal to you. Yeah, and if students are writing about something maybe that's just super impressive that they did, there's a chance that that topic was already covered in their activities list or another part of their application where the personal statement, you should really be trying to tell something new about yourself and unique. Yeah, I always tell students that they want to maximize the space as much as possible. Like if you're talking about something that you can already find on your application somewhere else, unless you're providing a really like fresh lens on it, like it's not something new, like you're wasting the space that's there um, to kind of just compound on what they already know about you and you could be offering something different. Yeah, that common application is only 13 pages, which may seem long, but you really wanna maximize the space that they're seeing. Yeah. Um, so what would you say after the topic, after students have started writing the essay, what are some tips for then going back and editing towards the end of the process? Yeah, so I actually take two really big tips from my previous work as a writing coach. I used to work with students um, on their academic papers um, at Smith's Writing Center. And I think one of the biggest things I learned as a writing coach was that every single word and every single sentence should bring something new to the essay. And if it's not, you need to cut it. So I kind of do this brutal thing with my students where I sit down and we go through the essay together and if we come across a word or a sentence that isn't adding any new information that isn't like imperative to kind of the crux of the essay, then it's got to go. Um, and I think students have a really tough time with this because it's probably the first time that they've had, that they've gone through the revision process, right? I think one of the biggest things about high school English classrooms is that there isn't there aren't as many opportunities to practice revising and editing your work so students aren't as used to it and they're not as comfortable with it which means that of course the first time they do it it's going to be a little bit painful and it's going to be a little bit tough um, so the second thing that I have them do is like 
whenever we cut anything and they're really trying to hang on to it, it always goes into a separate document. It's always something that could be potentially considered further down the road for another essay or a supplemental essay. It just like can't live in the personal statement any longer. Um, that was a piece of writing advice I had gotten from my like freshman writing class instructor who eventually became my advisor. It's something that was really helpful for me in college and it's something that I have my students do as well. Um, I think the other thing that's really common to like when it comes to academic writing is that I want the essay to kind of have a logical flow. And whenever I tell my students this, they always get like a little bit confused because they're like, well, it's a personal statement. Isn't it more like creative writing? Shouldn't it just be personal? I'm like, yes, but like it also needs to flow, um, which means that there has to be a kind of clear structure to how you're moving through the essay. It has to have a clear like narrative arc that makes sense, right? The ideas that you're bringing up sentence to sentence like have to connect to each other in a way that is natural, in a way that is understandable to a reader. And I think a lot of times students don't realize that like the way that you construct a paragraph, right? The way that you put sentences next to each other is like what partially determines meaning for your reader. So I think it's so critical to go through and make sure that it has the best flow possible so that they're conveying everything that they're trying to convey and nothing that they're not trying to convey. Mm -hmm. I really like what you said about kind of taking out sentences and words that aren't adding anything new because the personal statement does have a word limit. And I think a lot of students struggle with wanting to write too much and not having the space to put it all. And I think that's a really good strategy for taking out parts that aren't adding anything you don't necessarily need. And yeah, maybe you can put somewhere else in your application. Yeah. So obviously students are working on these parts of their applications late in their high school career, the summer before their senior year, during their senior year. So by that time, there's not a lot students can do to kind of change their resume or um, the experiences they've already had in high school. Their grades are already there. Their test scores are probably mostly set in stone. Um, their activities list, there's not much more they can add there. So there's really not a lot of control over that part of their application. What do you think there are some parts of the application that students can control in those last couple months leading up to hitting submit that they should really be taking advantage of? Yeah, I think students can streamline. So I think one of the biggest things that happens for students that are about to apply to colleges is that they want to continue to kind of like fluff up everything that they already have. So they'll start um, joining activities in their senior year at the very end of junior year. They'll start trying to add more things to their resume, to their activity list. They'll try to like push the personal statement to be as impressive or achievement oriented as possible. And I think it's, I understand why students do that, but I also think it's so counterintuitive to like what an admissions office is actually looking for. Because if you think about it, an admissions office is really looking for a clear narrative, right? They want an understanding of who you are, um, and they want to understand that story in a way that is kind of bite-sized. And I think the best thing that students can do once they already have everything, right, they have their test scores, they have their transcript, they have their letters of recommendation, is to continue to streamline how they're portraying their story, which means looking critically at their activity list, for example, and thinking strategically about like if they have too many activities, like which ones are going to go into those 10 slots what can you do to come up with a kind of coherent and concise narrative about who you are as a student and who you are as an applicant? Um, 
it means streamlining the essays and the personal statements. You're not trying to tackle everything, but you're dealing with like one thing at a time exceptionally well and going in depth with one story. I think continuing to create a sense of focus in your application is the best way to be read in a way that is indicative of who you are um, and in a way that's clear and understandable. I mean, people look for stories because they want to find meaning, right? So if your application is doing a lot of different things, it's hard to tease out a sense of meaning in who you are as an applicant, and that's the most likely thing to get you rejected. So it's really kind of working with what you already have, not trying too hard to add more activities um, or add anything else. You think it's really working with what you have and streamlining it to make sure it's the best it can be. Yeah, like you have to trim what you have now. I mean, you're if you're a rising senior that's about to apply to colleges, like you don't have time to do more activities. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to keep picking up different things. Um, you're probably just going to burn yourself out in the process. Like work with what you have now. That's nothing to be ashamed of, but trim it in a way that makes sense so that you're telling a clear story. Definitely, definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And for the other side, for students who have a few years left in high school, they do have time maybe to add some more activities to boost their grades. Um, What's your advice to those students for basically how to prepare for the college application process? Oh my God, get engaged. Like look for things to do in your community. Look for ways to impact your school. Look for ways to um, impact your community or state at large. I think a lot of students kind of like pick up all these different activities as they're running through high school, right? And like hoping that most of them will be useful. But the biggest thing that an admissions officer is going to look for is impact. Like what are you doing to change how things have always been done? What are you doing to help other people? Um, What are you doing to fix a larger issue? So the best thing that you can do is like pick those maybe like three to four activities that are going to be like your big thing and continue to dive deep into them. I would much rather see a student who has taken one activity and gone really, really far with it and then has a few other secondary activities as well versus a student that's trying to do like everything all the time. Um, The best thing that you can do is get engaged in your community and do it in like a meaningful way. Don't just do it for college applications. Um, Do something that you're going to personally benefit um, from as well because that's what's ultimately going to be the most rewarding for you. That's how you're going to have those experiences that are really in-depth and actually impressive in an admissions context. Um, And that's how you're going to have experiences to write about, right? Because if you're kind of just going to every single meeting to like check off that box on your activity list, you're not really gaining anything from it. Um, So the best thing you can do is just continue to be engaged. Yeah, I think genuine interest really shines through. And I think admissions officers can really tell if a student is doing things just to check the boxes to try to look impressive for college admissions. Yeah, doing something you're actually interested in, going really deep, getting engaged, that really shines through no matter what and is impressive. Yeah, absolutely. And I also like that's how you become like a mature and self-aware like student and person like you want something to be working for you, right? Like you want your activities to be working for you personally and also working for you in a college admissions context and also working for your community. That's like an easy way to like help three different groups, like Mm -hmm. while just focusing on one thing. Right. That benefits a lot of different people in a lot of different areas of your life. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you so much for talking to us today. I think going through the process of how you work with students, 
for any student, I think will be helpful to see whether they want to work with a counselor or not, really seeing how other students do it, what it looks like for other students, getting that inside perspective, I think will help students kind of organize their own lives during this admissions process. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you're looking for any more information on the topics that we talked about, the personal statement, your activities list, or looking for colleges that fit you, be sure to check out our blog, which is linked in the episode description. There are tons of helpful articles on all of those topics. And if you have any questions or would like to request a topic for a future episode, go ahead and give us a follow and send us a message on social media with the hashtag, hashtag InsideAdmissions. That's all for now. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue our journey inside the admissions office.